Hello and welcome to episode 12, the final episode of season one of the Power of Youth podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today and thank you for your continual support over this first season of our podcast. It's been great to interact with you, for you to be able to hear our thoughts and hopefully that spurs some conversations in your own lives. Today will be a shorter episode. We'll be discussing uh, the Australian Republic movement and then recapping uh, the last season while also introducing our new season, which will be very exciting. But to start yeah. with, should Australia become a republic? A question which was brought up in 1999, but hasn't really been talked about since. So our thoughts? Um, I found on a website, I don't really know what the survey is from, so I don't know if it's valid in any way, <laughs> but it said that 64% of those surveyed wanted to go independent and 36% said stay in Commonwealth and I'm pretty sure that's from 2018 so it's more recent than the referendum and other surveys that have been put out by the, by the government but like I said it could be not valid at all so yeah, it's, yeah. it is not a fully reputable source yeah. but still it shows that there has been a shift in 1999 when the referendum was 55% of voters said no to leaving the Commonwealth, which is a very small margin. Yeah. Uh, but mm. that's also been the theme in referendums in Australia. Only eight out of 44 have actually been passed. So it is rare for a referendum to pass, which is how the constitution has changed in Australia. Um, but yeah, now we're, we're seeing a bit more of a movement that people aren't as connected and also the younger generations don't feel as connected to the British side to the royal family, mm. and I think that's also spurred some change. Yeah, we and it's people like you know I think Peter Fitzsimmons who have really been spearheading this kind of movement. But you, as Simeon said, you don't hear much about it, which I think right now you know with a lot of debates also surrounding Australia Day and what it means to be Australian and what Australian identity is. I I reckon um, having a having this conversation again no matter what side you're on will actually be incredibly beneficial and it would be well timed to start having it now because there's so much of you know we're a cunt we're only a couple of just over 100 years old now and there's been a lot of questions recently about you know well what is australian identity what is australia and this kind of conversation, because it, it links back to the foundation of, I guess, modern Australia as a very European British concept. And I guess it raises issues of, well, what do we want Australia to be? You know, we're in right now, we're in a very multicultural country. It's, I guess, it's a really quite an interesting, Australia is a pretty interesting social experiment in terms of um, countries in the world. We're a country that is built upon the, at least the modern concept, you know, we of Australia is built primarily on immigration. It's built upon the influence of other cultures coming together and working together. And it's a really interesting debate, I think, to have whether we whether or not then we decide to, I guess, shed our you could say shed our colonial chains and move on, or is that a really important part of our history? that colonial roots and that link back to the United Kingdom. Yeah, and going on from that point, one of the biggest arguments for going uh, changing Australia to a republic is that our head of state should live here and be Australian because there is no need anymore. We are not a colony anymore. We are, and for all intents and purposes, 
an independent nation. There's yep. no reason for us to be governed or um, be looked over by another reigning country because we are so self-sufficient here and we don't need that oversight. Yeah, and it's interesting to see because as because we are part of the British monarchy, which is built and the Commonwealth, which is the remnants of what was the British Empire, which is one of the most powerful, I think actually the in terms of territory covered, the most powerful and largest empire ever. It's interesting to see how a lot of how some countries have chosen to remain with the Commonwealth, some. Or like, you know, say us, I think India is still part of the Commonwealth. I think New Zealand is still part of the Commonwealth. But then a country like America, which was, wasn't was purely an English colony, but was largely built up of English colonies, as soon as they sought their independence, they were very adamant in cutting off those colonial roots and, and forging their own identity. Yeah. And I think people might not understand what becoming public actually means. And in reality, it doesn't... The shift isn't massive. At the moment, we have a Governor-General in Australia which acts on behalf of the Queen, and any bill to be made into legislation has to be given royal assent by the Governor-General. In terms of becoming a republic, all that it changes is that there's no more Governor-General, but there's a head of state who does the exact same role. So that can also lead people to think, well, there's no problem at the moment. Mm. Like, why should we fix it? And I think... Personally, it's that sense of unity. It's that sense of coming together um, as a nation and recognizing that we are independent. We are strong. We don't need any external powers. It's pretty useless. So let's just get rid of it and have someone that actually represents Australian beliefs and values, someone who is elected, someone who the people want to lead them. I think that's really important and fundamental to the argument, even if the actual change won't be that dramatic. Yeah, so for someone like me, I've never known too much about this debate. And whilst I've always, I understand and I empathize and I actually agree with a lot of maybe the more cultural reasons with, um, with becoming a republic, I think that movement has almost completely failed in communicating what a post-monarchy Australia, Australia's governmental system would look like. I think a lot of people's most immediate... Um, referral when it comes to someone saying a republic is America, right? And America has a, whilst a democracy like us has a totally, totally different political system. And I think that we need to be careful that I, from, I don't know if that's the system we'd adopt. I doubt we would because then there would have to be massive, massive, massive changes to everything from our constitution to how we run elections. Um, but it's, yeah, I think the movement needs to do a better job at actually telling people, well, once we leave the monarchy, this is what our government will look like. This is what our parliament look like. This is how you and your voice will be represented in the Australian public. Yeah, so our parl- parliamentary system would remain the exact same. The only change would be having a head of state similar to Germany and Ireland, I think, are similar notions um, in, in terms of how uh, the republic is formed and, and how it operates. So that's the, that's the main difference um, between that. And I think there is definitely reasons for, but then you also have to look, is it 
that pressing of an issue, you know, a, a, a refund, a refundum, a referendum <laughs> is what I meant to say, but that costs money. It takes time. Is that actually worth spending our time on pursuing something mm. like For that? For me personally, I'm not really either way. Like I don't really have much of investment either way, but I'm sitting more on the side of just leaving it how it is. Like, like I said before, we are basically an independent nation. The queen hasn't stepped in for 50 years. When was the last one? Um, Whitlam. 75. 70, yeah. Which was, so hardly, which was hardly the queen. There did, wasn't the queen. It, it was Australia today. and representatives of Australia calling for that to happen. So the, the queen is not running our country. We are a democracy and I feel like we work um, pretty independently as of now. And like you said, the biggest argument against is the financial burden and cost of shifting Australia to a republic. You have the referendum, obviously, but then you also have the ongoing um, finances required for another election to elect a president or head of state or whatever we're going mm. to replace the governor general um, for. And we also have, we'll have to change the currency We'll have to do a massive overhaul of the entire currency, but I think I've read that that's going to happen anyway when we get a new king. So yeah, I'm not yeah, really sure if yeah, that's yeah, well, the things, big thing. Things like well, they they print off new yeah. coins with the king's face on it. But, every time. Yeah. but they're not going to take away yeah, all the queen's. The queen will probably live no, forever. I have no idea. Yeah. So if means. I feel like if we became a republic, we would change the whole currency. Like all that is going to cost a lot of money, and also. Um, Things like, would we change the flag? Probably not. I don't think that's a massive thing. Yeah, we well, might. lots of other controversy could form because of that. You know, yeah. we have a Union Jack. Yeah, we have a Union Jack on it. Yeah, Why yeah. do we have that? Let's get it changed so we get into the biggest argument of history about a flag. You know, it's yeah. these cosmetic yeah. issues. Another thing is that I thought of, because I'm selfish, are we not going to have a um, public holiday for the Queen's birthday? Is that going to be replaced <laughs> be, by Independence Day? my public holiday i'm good and also the commonwealth games are we gonna yeah. be able to continue in that i read we might be able to continue hosting that and participating in that but i don't see how that's going to happen if we become a republic and athletes as of now have very limited opportunities as it is to participate yeah, in worldwide medals. events yeah. and like athletic competitions already so if we take the commonwealth games away that's going to have a massive um, impact on the athletic community. Yeah, the, the recent Commonwealth Games in 2018 and the Gold Coast were a huge success. It brought mm. so much tourism and revenue to the Gold Coast. It was a successful event, a great way to also showcase sport to Australians. It's definitely a, a very vital market in the sports place and something which would be, would be missed if it was lost. Mm. So another... There's, for me, I as someone who's always been fascinated with, I guess the more I guess cultural and social aspects of all the of a lot of the issues we talk about. Um, and so we've just come out of one of the every every year, once a year, we seem to around Australia Day we have the debate: should Australia Day be happening that day? Uh, and it's a very it's a very interesting thing for me. And I'll, I'll link this back to becoming a republic, I guess. For me, the fact that so many people are divided on what day should Australia Day be 
is more or less a sign for me that that day is not an appropriate day because it doesn't unify the country. Mm. So I guess if if Australia did become a republic and we did gain our independence, I think that would also that would give us say what America has. They have Independence Day. That's their day of national celebration. And from what I can understand, it's a pretty un, even people who aren't who live in America who aren't a fan of how the country is run. It's a pretty it's not a very controversial day because mm. everyone accepts it as the day that the, that America was created and the day that their home country, that their land of origin was allowed to, was, I guess, set free. And it'll be a little different because we are technically, in, we are independent. Yeah. Um, but I think that would be a really interesting, that, that would be, I think that's a good point for, and an independence day because having or becoming a republic because it would create the day that i don't know the referendum results were announced or we officially broke off from the monarchy and i think that would be a pretty a really good step like a small step but a good step into actually helping us develop a much more unified culture and a much more unified mindset because we no longer because I guess it'll offer a day in our history where Australia moved for, moved even further forward from its colonial roots, and it do, it doesn't it won't have it, it doesn't have those impl- a, a day like that wouldn't have implications that Australia Day does because well, of course the biggest reason why people often say Australia Day should change or we should get rid of it is because there are very, very negative connotations surrounding it for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders in this country. Whereas I feel like I feel like if we become a republic and we get a different national holiday, that's just one way of really uniting the country. Really, yeah, building an, a collective mindset of a moment where we can go, yes, this is the day that Australia became free from its colonial roots, that we shed the monarchy and that we were more or less allowed to do what we wanted in the world for me anyway yeah i think that's a that's a good way to also you know wrap it up by saying that you know there's so many advantages that can come out of being a republic there's this sense of identity a sense of unity a sense of something else to chase that really binds us together as a nation Mm. and i think that's important i think what we also recognize during looking through the different pros and cons is that it's not a pressing issue mm. there's no problems at, at the moment and it's not something that needs to be addressed straight away yeah. it's you know, so with, costly yeah, yeah, like, yeah, with, is it worth it with with time and with changing public opinion if things happen with Britain or, or the royal family maybe it can be brought up then but at the moment I think we're all mm. happy to say that there's there's no rush we can see the advantages but it's it's not this there's no big, big movement it. that needs to be because there undertaken are, with protests. Yeah, and there are bigger things happening in this country right now, other than whether we have a queen or not. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. So that wraps up our last featured discussion, our feature topic for the for the season. A bit shorter. A bit shorter one to finish, but something that we thought was important to talk about and something which will continue to be brought up over time. But now what we just want to do is to be able to speak through some of the topics that we've gone through this season and provide a brief snapshot of them. Feel free to go back and listen, binge through the season uh, as, as we go on a bit of a break before season two. 
But we all started this journey on episode one, looking at pill testing. Uh, it was a nervy start, an awkward start, um, as with anything new, but it was a, just a great discussion to talk about pill testing, which is still a very controversial um, issue. And there hasn't been any change since we discussed it back in December, which is disappointing. You know, the festival season has kind of died down a mm. bit and so have the news stories and that concern has kind of been passed and wavered for, for other things. So during that episode, we talked about the pros and cons and came to a unanimous decision um, and unanimous opinion that we need to trial something. We need to give something a go. We can't have young people's lives put at risk by either police powers that are too much or just fear or these other things and that impulse decision is something else that we talked about and we really need to provide youth with every opportunity to make the best decision for themselves and that's what's really really vital about pill testing so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future especially when the festival season kicks off again but that was episode one and what we discussed there yeah so in, in episode two we discussed what was then the ongoing bushfire crisis we were more or less right in the midst of it that was you know the time when here in Sydney, we'd wake up every morning and the sky would be grey or a grey orangey colour. You could barely go outside because of lots of smoke. So, and even though I guess we have, it's that it feels like it's been and gone, but it, it, it is a, it is a really, it was a really important, massive thing at the time. It brought up lots of discussions about climate change, about the responsibility and the, I guess the competency of our government um how and just more practical things like how to deal with it and i guess yeah we discuss we tried our best to i guess discuss a lot of those issues on the show that week and yeah we we touched on the fact that a lot of us felt a little bewildered at especially the really controversial actions of our prime minister um we agreed on the fact that um this this is should be a good enough wake up call that even though if these fires weren't a absolute direct cause of climate change they were a side effect and a very dangerous one at that and also just we also threw out ideas i guess about you know what what are some ways that we could help people get back up on their feet from this crisis to help reach out to those impacted communities whether it be through volunteering donation um so on and so forth and yeah it was a really it was a really interesting debate to especially and i think it was made that a little bit more exciting by the fact that we were right in the midst of it happening and that was almost really the peak of that fire season in australia yeah yeah and in week three we discussed religious freedom and to what extent do people have the right to practice their own religion to the point that it infringes on other people. We talked about um, what discrimination is. Is it, do people have the right to refuse service or employment to certain people based on their beliefs? And um, we discussed that all discrimination from the point that the earth was made can be found in one text or another. And can people use that as an excuse to discriminate against other people? and how religious freedom laws impact on free speech. Nice. Yeah, episode four was about youth protests, and this was our marquee uh, episode of the season. We were joined by special guests Daisy Jeffrey and Vivian, who were organisers of the school Strife for Climate 
it was an amazing discussion to be able to really hear their thoughts, you know, why they started the youth protest, do they think it's effective, what do they see as a future of policy regarding climate change in Australia, and it was great to hear from two youth really out there in the community, putting themselves in the public sphere, not being worried about any hate that they, that they may receive, but pushing for what they believe in and what they're passionate about. And we asked them first to kind of say, what are you passionate about and where has that led you? And to hear their responses, to hear all the things that they've achieved just by following what they believe in was very inspiring and such a great uh, opportunity to hear from people in our community. Yeah. Um, next week was our um, topic was the impacts of social media. And that was really sort of a nice, I guess, conversation we had that wasn't necessarily too loaded with any politics or anything, but it was a nice conversation about, well, what are the goods and what are the bad things about social media? We, it really highlighted that this tool of communication that has become so integral to how we interact with one another. It was interesting to see how it's, I guess a bit, there, there was two sides to it, that there was, you have this one side that it, it, it's an incredibly it's an incredible tool at connecting people and meeting new people and really enriching one's experience with those around you who you may never expect. However, we also then looked at the fact that it does have, it, it takes, a, I guess, takes a lot of issues about perception of oneself, um, issues surrounding mental health, issues surrounding self-esteem, issues surrounding um, truth and a lot of things and really does amplify those negative things and we sort of touched on how we feel as if there needs to be steps and they need people need to find a way to start i guess minimizing those negatives because it it feels like a lot of the time those negatives are the only thing you ever hear about social media and we forget about the positives and there needs to be that we need to find a way to start minimizing those negatives so that the positives and the benefits of social media can be amplified The next week we discussed foreign aid and we looked at how little we spend out of our yearly budget and how much more we need to do for other countries who are less fortunate than us. We looked at how the amount of money we spend on foreign aid will actually pay for itself in the positive impacts Australia will get out of it in terms of global prosperity, alliances and disease prevention as well as the inherent need to just help people who are less fortunate than us when we have the funds to do so. Yeah, so for episode seven, we talked about the cost of living and how it's especially relevant to youth uh, in today's society with so many youth now living with their parents for an extended period of time because housing and accommodation is just not affordable when they're trying to balance university and casual work with such a low uh, minimum wage and that's not even talking about people who who don't have the same economic capacity who people who are living on even below the minimum wage people in poverty people who are homeless and just how expensive it, it is to live especially in the large cities and how we need to address that and work towards ways um, that all people are able to find accommodation shelters that is really the springboard that leads to all the other things in life. Hmm. Um, week after that, uh, we had... Was stress with Alana. Was stress with yes. Alana. <laughs> so we talked about the sheer number of people that experience stress on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And we looked at how common 
it is and how it's a part of life and we can't get away from it. But to help deal with that, we looked at the causes of stress and how we can get away from it from for a while. We talked a lot about our personal experiences of stress during high school, especially in our last two years and doing the HSC. And um, we gave some advice on how to cut down on stressful factors to live a relatively stress-free life. Yeah. Now my turn. Um, and then after that was we had a special guest, Giannis, on to discuss um, issues surrounding the arts in Australia and you know, arts being, you know, the cre- I guess the creative industries in this country and what are some of the challenges it's now facing in our big globalised um, environment of, over, I guess, oversaturation of entertainment from places like America and the UK. And what are some ways that us as young Australians can actually then go and engage with the creative talent that we have here? And what are some ways that us as a society, whether it be government, whether it be someone streaming on Spotify, can really help prop up the talent that we have in this country and really give them a chance to their, to, to shine and, and, sh- and yeah, show off their talents? Because it feels often so much that we forget just how great of pool of talent we have in this country and that yeah that whilst we seem to have this massive massive flow from especially america and to a lesser extent the uk and that that talent sometimes does get overshadowed and it's yeah we just sort of talked about how it would be nice to see australians engage with the arts in this country a bit more thoroughly than they do Yeah, so in episode 10, we actually discussed America and why America matters to our society in Australia and also globally. We briefly mentioned the upcoming election, um, the two key sides that was close. Um, We also discussed just the different economic um, influences of America, the military influences, uh, the, the legal influences as well, and how reliant we are as a global world on America. And then that leads us to last week where we discussed coronavirus. We discussed what's currently happening, uh, the fears and misrepresentation by the media and misinformation and how we can all help to protect ourselves and each other from the virus. Mm -hmm. So that was this season. Thank you very much for joining us. And we are very excited for what's to come. We've got a new season heading your way in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. This season will be a bit different. Our theme is all about movements, social movements, cultural movements, global movements. It's going to be intense. There's going to be lots of debates and arguments. Um, We've got Clarice here to help us through it, to be a bit of a divide, a a bit of a division when things get a bit intense. Stress reliever. But we're really excited to see what's going to come. We're going to have lots of guests to come your way as well Mm. yeah it's going to be really different because instead of last season we had a more educational approach this season we're going to be more debating ethical issues where there is no right answer we're just going to share our opinions on things and discuss the opinions of others as well so there isn't going to be a right answer it's not going to be as educational but it's going to be really fun to do yeah it's going to be interesting to see you know what each of us think about really controversial topics and how and how you know we go about discussing them finding i guess areas where we might agree and also confronting areas where we might disagree and just ultimately i guess trying to i guess trying to demonstrate you know a healthy way to have these really difficult 
conversations that you know you might you just might feel as if are far too yucky and scary to have so yeah that i think that should that's our goal for the next season if you are if you have any topic ideas anything to do with global movements you'd like us to talk about or you'd like to join us on the podcast please get in contact with us via our socials at paraview underscore podcast we look forward to see you then thank you for this amazing season and we'll catch you soon